0: Up next.
1: If I could just get a moment to speak to my people. Well, like 79th Street East of Stony Island was so regal. Please believe me when I say I see you. You are remarkable. I mean, every little part of you, every little particle from your cuticles to your
0: What you're hearing right now is Chicago poet and spoken word artist Jay Ivey. He's joining us next to talk about his first Grammy win and latest project, The Poet Who Sat by the Door. That's just ahead on Reset from 91.5 WBEZ. But first, the EPA has taken charge of cleanup after a train derailment in Ohio. Lisa's got the details.
2: Sasha, the EPA is ordering Norfolk Southern to foot the bill for cleaning up contaminated air and water around East Palestine, Ohio. The EPA saying the company does, if the company does not comply, the agency will perform the work itself and then recoup triple the amount in damages from Norfolk Southern. A monster winter storm is taking aim right at the upper Midwest. It's threatening to bring blizzard conditions, bitter cold, and two feet of snow in a three day onslaught. Starting today, this could affect more than 40 million people in the upper Midwest. The storm is going to begin around midday and continue through Thursday morning, dumping heavy snow over parts of the Dakotas, Nebraska, Minnesota, Iowa, and Wisconsin.
0: WBEZ wants your car when you're done with it, of course. A quick call and your old ride will be on its way to help fund the news and stories that keep you coming back. For more, visit WBEZ.org car.
2: WBEZ is supported by your membership and by the U Chicago Harris School of Public Policy, celebrating Black Joy this February with events throughout Black History Month. Learn more about its month long celebrations at harris.uchicago.edu/slash Black History Month. WBEZ is supported by Symphony Center. The 15 member Taiko drumming troupe from Japan, Kodo, performs at Symphony Center on March 5th. More information is at CSO.org. And WBEZ is supported by live news welcoming Trevor Noah and his off-the-record tour to the Chicago Theater for four nights, November 13th through the 16th. Tickets are available Friday, 10 a.m. at Ticketmaster.com. So we've had kind of a windy day. It's cloudy, but uh, we've got sunshine out there, too, and pretty chilly, a high of 37. Breezy tonight, a low of 35, and get ready for plenty of rain on Wednesday. One to two inches of rain is possible tomorrow with a high of 37 degrees. It is 1243, and you're listening to 91.5 WBEZ.
1: Behind the king and his speech, underneath the lullaby.
0: This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. For the first time ever, poets and spoken word artists were given their own category at the Grammys this year. Usually their work would be grouped with audiobooks or narrated memoirs, but after years of working with the Recording Academy, artists like Chicago poet Jay Ivey have a category of their own. And you're listening to one of his tracks right now. J. Ivey was a big proponent of making this happen, and for the first time, he took home the Grammy for Best Spoken Word Poetry Album. He joins us right now in studio. So excited to see you. Welcome to Reset, J. Ivey.
1: Thank you for having me. It's good to be here. What's up, Chicago? And we got to start
0: with congratulations.
1: <laughs> yeah, thank you.
0: I mean, this is your, your first Grammy Award for your latest album, The Poet Who Sat By The Door. What did that feel like?
1: Like a dream. Like yeah. a dream. Just a rush of excitement and emotions and... A lot of tears and just just pure joy, just pure joy.
0: A lot of tears. I mean, the poet who sat by the door, how did you even land on that title?
1: So while I was doing the work with the Recording Academy, I pretty much became like the liaison between the Academy and and, uh, the poetry community. So while doing this work, I was working on this for six years, and I was getting information about the submission process Mm -hmm. and all of this. Uh, information I didn't know, uh, hadn't known, throughout my 30-year career. So as I was getting this info, I was passing it back to the poets and uh, start cracking this joke. I'm like, man, I'm like the poet who said about the dog. <laughs> you know, <'cause laughs> I'm, I'm getting this info and sharing it with the people. Like, like the book, like the movie by Sam Greenlee, mm-hmm. uh, The Spook Who Sat By The Door. So I was inspired by that. And, and it stuck. Yeah, it stuck and it felt right.
0: So you, you worked with a number of different artists on this project. I'm talking about John Legend, yeah. Lettucey, uh, Slick Rick, Amari Hardwick, even your wife, Tari Ture. I want to listen to that track that you worked with uh, Tari Ture on. This one's called A Mile in His Soul. Mm. Sunset and sunrise Waterfalls and ocean tides Life calls us all in purpose Watching us keep on working Like the path toward the goals Walk a mile in his soul No one has a perfect path Life just keeps on happening
1: This slick Rick the ruler meets Martin Luther King Southside street preacher I mean, her voice. Black. Her voice. <laughs> wow. Oh my God! She's Such an angel.
0: What was it like working with all of these people on the album?
1: It's um again a dream. It was amazing to reach out and just ask for help. Um, I knew this project was important. Um, I said, was
0: that hard for you asking for help?
1: No, I mean you know in the past you you just don't think about it. You know you yeah. you just used to working on your own or. Or uh, me and Tari have always worked together. we worked together for years. But for this project, I knew it was important. I knew um, the magnitude that it could uh, hold. And I wanted to create a masterpiece. So when no you want to, yeah, no pressure at all. <laughs> I, I was like, if you want to create a masterpiece, you have, have to, you know, reach out to masterful artists. Like John Legend, like Slick Rick, like Verse, like uh Omari Hardwick and Sonny Patterson and Dion Cole and The Last Poets and Maurice Brown and PJ Moore and you know, yeah. and it was um and to get people to say yes was it was it was amazing. You know, I sp- spoke with Lettice and she's like, Jay, I got you. Whatever you need. And um it was just you know, you dream of making work like this. So to hit play and like, oh man, that's mine. <laughs> <laughs> that must like, be wild. Yeah, it's, it's an amazing feeling. Yeah.
0: How long yeah. did it take altogether to to put the album together?
1: So the the funny thing is, I created well, we created this album in two months. It was two months. So I was working on Genius yeah. for two years. The the Kanye documentary. I'm the lead writer on that. Mm-hmm. And then during that time, I was working on the uh, the um, the new category was. Taking a lot of time. And at the same time, I was the president of the Chicago chapter for the Recording Academy. So the creativity as far as creating an album, it just wasn't time to work on music. So by the time Genius came out, we were doing the promo run. And then the category, the Board of Trustees, I'm a trustee as well. uh, It passed in May, May June. Mm -hmm. only had like two months to get an album done. That's quick. And out in time for... Uh, to meet the the eligibility window, which was the end of September, so that's yeah. tight. But you did it. But we did. You did. <laughs> I don't know how we did it. <laughs> big shout out to uh my brother Sir the Baptist, who was also a big big part of this album, and uh my brother Greg Majors, who um he engineered the project. So we just sat down in Nashville. My engineer Greg G Ball, he moved from Chicago down to Nashville about eight years ago. So we just went down and camped out and. And just every day was this. Yeah. Yeah. And we did it.
0: Well, I mean, the focus is is obvious. There's this mix of spoken word poetry. There's singing. In one of the tracks, you actually say, quote, poetry is the seed to every song ever written. Yeah, Uh, It does feel like you're just listening to a regular song when you listen to your album. Is that what you were trying to do?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I've always made music. So I started performing back in 93 in high school. Um, and then I started recording probably ninety five ninety six okay so so music has always been a part of my poetry, so I know the world uh in general might not be used to hearing poetry in that format, but I wanted to you know when i when i when i uh get in the car, I wanna ride to what I'm listening to, yeah, even if it's me <laughs> even if it's me I mean, I could do an acapella album, but it's just it's just uh it's just amazing to have. Or well, beautiful to have this this music carry the words along. Yeah. You know, and I feel like it'll give the message a, a further reach. So that that was always been the goal. So I have some music to complement the words. And...
0: Well, I'm glad you brought us to, you know, back in the day. I want to dig more into how you got into poetry. Yeah. You actually wrote about it in the very first track of your album. Listen.
1: Back in high school, I had a teacher named as Argue. What I learned is you're not going to argue with somebody named as Argue. Daily, she wanted to challenge our young minds, so she searched for ways to make us look in the mirror and ask, who are you? One day, she gave a class some homework, and now I was to write a poem when we got home. Reluctant to expose my soul, I had no idea that writing poetry could have my mind so far gone. Even though poetry is the seed of every song ever written, new to it then, by this bug I was bitten. This
0: new need to so it was Miss from your junior year of high school. I mean, do you remember the poem? That you wrote I, for that homework I assignment?
1: I don't. I I talked with her last week, uh a week or two ago. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, that's my girl. <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome. argue, yeah, she like she like a big sister, you know. And um we were both trying to remember what the piece was. the first so the first poem I wrote was called It Once was a cloud. And um that was the poem that I came back to class with. But that first show was a piece that she gave me to learn. And, and perform, so I'm trying to track down what that piece was. But uh, yeah, Miss Paula argued, that was my, my uh, she's the one who kicked it all off. And it was a Black History Month show, February 93. Ah. So 30 years later, you know, we go from uh, English assignment to the Grammy stage. <laughs> to,
0: to a <laughs> Grammy award, amazing. Yeah. What do you think makes a good poet?
1: Oh, a good poet is someone who is fearless, who someone who is free with their work um not restricted by judgment not restrict, not restricted by vulnerability I, I think it''s is uh, it's, it's a lot of strength in our vulnerability and and it's important to be free to be open to document the times to listen. To me, that's our, our superpower is the ability to listen. We listen to our hearts, we listen to our souls, we listen to the ancestors, we listen to God, we listen to what's happening in the world mm-hmm. and the lives of our friends and family and and just just be just being fearless to get out there and share it with others. you know that's where the conversations begin.
0: Who do you want to reach with your poems?
1: It may sound cliche, but the world. I want to reach the world, um, especially uh, the younger generations. Um, I want to reach those who need healing. I want to reach those who need that extra smile, um, who may be looking for someone to just, um, you know, I don't want people to feel alone. Yeah. You know, and I feel like through, through my work, people are able to look and listen and say, yeah, I'm going through that, too. Okay, I'm not alone in this because ultimately I feel like there's a lot of healing that we can do as as a people, as a community, as a country, as a world. And I I I strongly believe that the arts are a a a conduit to that healing. So, I'm doing my part um by putting this poetry out there. Yeah. And and I'm I'm very proud to be a part of a village of poets that do the same work.
0: We mentioned earlier, but you, you helped create this best spoken word poetry album category for yeah. the Grammys, and you were the first person to win it. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Give us the importance there that, that poets get their own category.
1: Yeah, it was it was very important. Historically, Maya Angelou is the only poet to ever win a Grammy. And uh, historically, they, there has been a spoken word category, but the Academy defined... Uh, spoken word as any recording without music, mm-hmm. so it included poetry, audiobooks, narration, storytelling, speeches. So oh,
0: which is so different, <laughs>
1: so different. And for years, for decades, audiobooks has dominated the spoken word category. So, for me, I want I wanted to see poets like myself get our just due and have a space, you know, during the biggest night of music. So the goal was to get the academy was to ask them to split the category, take audio books out, put that in their audiobooks narration, put that in his own category. Yeah. And then the poets, the spoken word artists, we will have our own because the work that we do, it is so healing. It is, it is so uplifting. It is, um, you know, we, we're street journalists. We document the times like we, we're, we're, we're writing these blueprints for the, the future to follow. So, something like the Grammys, a, a huge platform like this will put more eyes and ears on the work Absolutely. that the poet is going to do anyway. We're going to do this work. And yeah. now, you know, with more eyes and ears on this work, I feel like that'll bring more healing to the world.
0: You talked a bit about how you were one of the lead writers for that three-part Netflix doc on Kanye West. It was called Genius. Yeah. Another big project of yours, that's the Dear Father Movement. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one encourages people to write letters of forgiveness to their own fathers or to people yeah. who they felt left an impact on them. Uh, Dear Father is also the title of a poem and a book that you wrote. What impact did your own father have on creating this movement?
1: Oh, man, my father has been such a big part of this journey. He's opened up so many doors. Uh, Ironically, uh, my father was an on-air personality. So I would listen to my dad on the radio before I would walk to school in the morning. So I feel in many ways I'm— living that same dream you know he used his voice to tell stories and connect with the people and and, um he was he was in my life when I was younger um myself my two brothers my mother but the industry the uh, the trauma that he went through as a child Mm -hmm. ultimately turned into drugs and alcohol and that led to fights. That led to separation. That led to my folks getting divorced. I didn't see it here from my father for 10 years. And we reconnected. And um, a year and a half after we reconnected is when he made his transition. Mm. And in that time, uh, I learned if you don't deal with your emotions, one day your emotions are going to deal with you. So it ultimately was conversations with my wife and my girlfriend at the time, Tari Teray. conversations with my cousin, Julia, who who taught me, the importance of forgiveness. Yeah. And then and then it, it, it boiled down to my mother calling me in New York, snapping on me, like, boy, what's wrong with you? Yeah. You ain't been talking to me. It's you a know? tough, yeah. hard
0: but beautiful lesson. Yeah. And I she think. was like,
1: Yeah, she's like, you know, your father was a good man. Let him rest in peace. And hearing that it just sparked something in me. And that's when I yeah. wrote this this poem or this letter to my father, which brought me So much healing.
0: I love that. I mean, you just won a Grammy, but uh, before I let you go, I got to (laughs) ask, can we expect anything else uh, soon from J. Ivy? Oh,
1: absolutely. This is just the beginning. Um, Up the very, very next is um, I'm doing a short film for the first single, Running. Running features John Legend versus Slick Rick the Ruler. Uh, The short film is directed by my brothers Cootie and Chike, who also directed uh, and produced Genius um Working on a tour, so the tour will be okay. kicking off next month. We do, you know, we got to do a Grammy celebration tour. You I know, mean, we, gotta, uh, th- we that gotta that would be appropriate. Yeah, yeah. So we gotta take take some laps and and share the work. So that's uh go kick off a Sydney R- Winery in New York, nice. March 24th. But we bring it home to Chicago asap. Better be uh, asap. Yeah, got to. So you know, home is where it's at. So then. The Live album and more music, and love that working on an Ernie Barnes documentary. Tari Teray's album, Catching Feelings, is yeah. uh, something we're working on. So it's a lot coming up. Yeah. A lot in the mix.
0: Well, Jay Avi is a Grammy award winning Chicago poet and spoken yeah. word artist. This year he won for Best Spoken Word Poetry Album. Congrats again! Thank you, thank, thank, you, thank you, you for being here. We'll go out on uh, the last track of your album, The Poet Who Sat By the Door. This is "Past the Plates.
1: Come on now. Now, nah. mm-hmm. if he ain't worried about me.
2: Yeah. Worried by it's got to change, it's got oh. to change